This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, the podcast coming up today. We've got a lot to talk to you about. There's a lot of news going on and some really fascinating things about uh, the Transgender Day of Remembrance, something that has been bothering me for a few weeks. We finally found the guy who is tracking down all of the the loss of life from transgender people that Joe Biden has been talking about. You won't believe that in hour two of the podcast. Hour three, we talk about uh, Disney with with uh, an expert from filmthreats.com. This is, they're about to release a gigantic story on what's really going on in Disney and how bad DEI really is and what it's costing the company. All this and so much more, including the latest headlines on uh, of the day. On today's podcast, we begin in 60 seconds. First, let me t- tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical is a group of people that I met, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And when I was sitting in their office and I'm talking to them, I'm like, I have been looking for a company like you because I am a prepper. Now, I lost all my food and supplies and everything in a terrible boating, lake boating accident. Uh, But before then, I was really, you know, storing stuff up. And the only thing I couldn't figure out how to get was prescription medicine. You know, I have two daughters that, for instance, take um, anti-seizure medication. I take high blood pressure medication. You know, there's a lot of things that if we have a disruption in our uh, medical supplies, a lot of people are in trouble. You take insulin, what are you going to do if there's disruption? And disruptions are going to be a part of the future. Please call Jace Medical. They'll help you out. You can have a year's supply of your medication at your home. So go to Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. JaceMedical.com. Use the promo code Beck at checkout and save. just looking at this instagram thing Stu, and i think i might understand why uh, well let me just read your post was removed it may not follow our guidelines on violence and or dangerous organizations and as a result you can't go live for 29 days you can appeal your decision blah 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 violation of the community guidelines so the only thing we posted was the cold open to the show so can we can we hear and see the cold open here? The war with Hamas began with a horrific series of attacks in Israel. For the last two weeks, Israel and Hamas have been the focus of nearly every news report. As it should have been. It's important that we continue to stand with Israel and those who stand against evil. But in true far-left fashion, Democrats conveniently have used this tragedy to slip by other news stories that every American should know. Insane spending, even more money to Ukraine, another attack against cryptocurrency, prices through the roof, Hunter Biden's latest legal strategy, and 
updates to the COVID origin story that you haven't heard. So tonight, we start there. I'm going to take you down a very windy, corrupt trail until we reach our final destination, a shady lab in Wuhan, China. You will never view our medical system the same. Okay. It was so, just a preview. You didn't even say any of the things that anything. happened. So, but but it may not follow our <laughs> guidelines on violence and or dangerous organizations. So are they saying that I was promoting Hamas? Hmm. I, do they con- do they consider Hamas a dangerous organization? Is that is that <laughs> well, consistent with the left's views? That would these be days? that would be news. Yeah. That would be news. They're just but freedom th- fighters after all. I think that's, I mean, if those are the guidelines that I'm supposedly violating, dangerous organizations and violence, the only thing that that fits is the Hamas in the open. I'm not promoting Hamas. I'm reporting the news. How's that work? Yeah, and not to mention, like, you know, if you didn't, if you're listening on radio, you didn't see the video, which did show some, I mean, I wouldn't even say it directly showed violent imagery. It, it showed no. hostages being taken away. It showed, you know, um, Hamas fighters on um, motorcycles Motorcycle. firing randomly sort of into houses, but you're not seeing the other person being hit. I mean, look, I, you know, posting Hamas videos, you, you know, I, we should know what Hamas did, of course, but I can understand why you might have some uh, community guidelines issues with some of the really, really rough stuff that, that exists out there. And we didn't do there. that. I mean, even that Israel is, is showing it in only private screenings, right? But that's not what you posted. I mean, that was, uh, I, I don't, again, no one ever understands other than the fact that you're a conservative, why stuff like this happens. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the explanation would even be. Mm. Well, we'll... Uh, the problem we'll with this, out. of course, is they take this... You, you want to post this stuff for everybody to see so the most people can get the information. And what they do is they block it. They block it from people being seen. And so you, the only place that doesn't have these restrictions is Blaze TV. You have to be able to put it up on Blaze TV and you can show the whole thing and you never have to apologize for it. I mean, I know that's why the thing exists, but it's like... At this point, it's more and more important than ever. This is more Instagram, Facebook are are worse than the FCC has ever been ever. Oh, I yeah. mean, I've I've done you know, I know what the rules are on for the FCC. We've done I've done broadcast uh, since I was 13 years old. I know them. in the days when I first started. You had to take a test before you could go on. So I know all the rules, know how the game is played. Um, there are restrictions. You just don't violate those restrictions. If you do, you're fined. Uh, I've never had a problem with the FCC because everything is known. You know what it is. What Facebook and and uh, Instagram and everybody, these aren't FCC restrictions. These aren't even close to that. Uh, and they're arbitrary. It, it could happen for any reason. And you're always left guessing like, well, uh, I don't know. Well, why did you do that? that? That's just an unreasonable fascistic sort of thing. I mean, you're you're more complimentary of these FCC standards than I would be. I don't I don't think they are all that clear. But in comparison to what goes on on Facebook, it, there's a major, major gap. I mean, you right. go back to like, you know, go back to the it's never been an issue for us. But you go back to people like Howard Stern, who uh, often would have issues with this and not know, you know, where the lines were he tried to push the lines obviously that was his 
uh, shtick back in the day. And and but you know, there's never it was never clear necessarily. There weren't there wasn't a list of words you couldn't say or concepts you couldn't say. It was community standards, and it made it very difficult. When you go up with Facebook, though, I mean, at least with the FCC, if it went to the point where you got a fine, you could argue about it. You would have it. It would they would have to explain it. I mean, uh, the issues with these fact checkers today and the way that they're turning these things over, you don't even know what the problem is. I mean, we're sitting here on national radio guessing as to why you got banned from Instagram. We don't even know. I mean, we don't even understand the basics of it. I was, uh, and I got a strike the other day um, from, uh, I think it was Facebook. About. But that was just quality control, right? It was just like this really stunk. I mean, it <laughs> you'd was think just so. Like I would understand done. that. Yeah, all right. I would understand yeah. that. But me no, too. me too. It was a factual uh, complaint that basically said I had a guest on. I don't know a couple months ago, and he was talking about global warming. The fact check is, it says USA Today fact checkers have gone through uh, your post. And they have they have said um, I have uh, they, first of all they are going to they wanted to delete the post from Facebook so people couldn't see it, and they said uh, USA Today says that global warming is from human activity, not sea volcanoes or El Nino. That's the fact check, and so I'm like, all right, well, I mean that's not what the guest said. Uh, he definitely for, number one, that's not what he said. Number two, I didn't say it. I, I'm the guy with the page. I didn't say this, but okay, if you have a problem with it, you're still going to give me a strike. But number three is, I don't know, uh, ask any scientist on Earth, El Nino definitely has an effect on global warming. It, they look time. at every peak. Now, it's a temporary effect, which by the way was discussed in the interview that it was a temporary effect. But look at every global peak of temperature Going back as far as you want, you will see it typically coincide with an El Nino period. It is a temporary period of warming that every scientist knows about. It's not a this is not some controversial statement. You can say that the guest was not assigning the proper amount to human activity, and um, you know, uh, but that's still but, an opinion. It's still it's just an opinion, and like. Everyone recognizes that El Nino affects global temperature. It is a very well-known scientific fact that has been around for a very long time. You can find every mainstream media organization talking about it, probably even in USA Today. Honestly, if I searched for it, I could probably find it. But they don't care, right? Like They just want to take this information down. And over and over again, it kind of brings you back to, like, you need to have places that are that are uh, that actually want the truth. You were just talking about this off the air, Glenn, with the, with the border documentary uh, that you're doing. Like, you know, compare this to days where we worked in the mainstream media. It's nice to work with people who actually are looking for the truth, no matter yeah. where it leads you. And, you know, what's really funny is uh, or sad, I guess, is we had a meeting after the end of the day. And I said, I walked into this and I didn't realize i was doing the same thing the mainstream media does i walked into this with a story and this is where the story is going to go and they don't change halfway through the day i'm like something's not right here and we met about it and then did, did a couple of more interviews by the end of the day we met again and said i, I don't know what the story is and it might indeed be the same story that we have, but there are too many. I mean, it is crazy. It is people are saying either that everyone is corrupt and there are body dumps and gangs and everything else, or 
everybody else on the other side is corrupt and you and nothing is fitting together in this story yet and so i don't know what this story really is they would have never done that if they were doing a story on you know conservatives and whatever they would have never done that i i mean i know what i i know what i think would be a great story for ratings or everything else i'm not sure what the story is going to be in the end, I think the truth will be the most effective story, um, ratings-wise and everything else. But nobody does that. Nobody does that. Yeah. I mean, it, tell me the time that that's ever happened with us, Stu. Ever. Meaning they they looked in, at the at us and said, "Hey, actually, uh, he's not Hitler." Like yeah, one of those yeah. type of things. No, yeah. those things don't exist. Basically, they don't exist. Um, you come in and they don't even listen to you. No. They know the soundbite they're trying to get from you, and that's it. Yeah. And everything else is just them trying to get that soundbite. Yeah, they've come in with an agenda and, and try to prove that agenda. It's reverse engineering the news, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, this is happening all over the place. You know, there's a NBC News is in the middle of doing this to Texas right now where they 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 continually they've done this now twice. And the latest example is the, you know, the city of Grapevine, where they just like name a podcast after a town in Texas and find whatever they think is the worst thing that's happened there and just smear the town. And it's like, Ew. hey, we found this one clip of one person doing one wrong thing. Let's do a, a podcast and release it to the nation and say how bad Texas is, right? Like, they go in with an agenda and then just look for the information to try to prove that agenda. That's not news gathering. That's not journalism. That's nope. re reverse engineering a point you want to make about how bad red states are. That's all that is. And that's the way it happens. That's the way it happens all the time. All the time. So, uh, listen, the point of this is, I guess, that the Blaze TV exists for a reason. I think it's going to get harder and harder. I mean, you don't suppress. No, nobody is even looking into this. I mean, we are, but nobody's really even looking into this. You suppress an outlet by 90% and the world just goes on like normal. I mean, if I had based my business on Facebook, it would have destroyed me destroyed me this is what the left does they tried to destroy us on radio it didn't work tried to destroy us on television we got out because it didn't work they were saying things like mercedes-benz will never ever advertise with the glenn beck program <laughs> they never have they never have and so they build this campaign out of smoke and shadows and if we weren't us we wouldn't have survived. We wouldn't have survived. Now the Blaze is here, Blaze TV and Blaze TV Plus. If you're a Blaze TV Plus subscriber, you get not only everything that's on Blaze TV, but then you get a whole bunch of extras, including all of the commentary in print, all of the, uh, all of the uh, different experts that we go to and have them write commentary on different things, the investigative reports. Uh, and these documentaries that we're doing, um, mine is going to be released about the border and what is happening at a place called Colony Ridge uh, in uh, in January. So you don't want to miss it. The truth does live here. We strive for the truth, and we're not trying to give you what you want. We're trying to give you the truth, 
And if you're a subscriber or you're not a subscriber, please subscribe now at uh, blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLENNPLUS uh, and get $30 off your annual subscription. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code GLENNPLUS. That makes a great Christmas gift. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. So just before Thanksgiving this year, my daughter came to me and she said, Dad, did you see what Joe Biden just released? And I said, no. And why would you do this while I'm uh, trying to, you know, be thankful for everything? (laughs) She said, you have to read this. So let me read it to you. Statement from the president on Transgender Day of Remembrance. This happened on November 20th. There is no place for hate in America, and no one should be discriminated against simply for being themselves. Today, November 20th, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we are reminded that there is more to do to meet that promise as we grieve the 26 transgender Americans whose lives were taken this year. Each one of these deaths is a tragedy. The true toll um, of those victimized is likely even higher, with the majority targeted being women of color it's unacceptable uh we must never be silent uh, silent in the face of hate as we mourn the loss of transgender americans taken too soon this year we must recommit ourselves to never fight stop uh, never stop fighting until all americans can live free from discrimination now i agree with all of that agree with all of that my problem was 26 uh, americans who are transgendered their lives were taken this year in violence and hate. And I thought to myself, I have not read any one of those 26 stories. Gee, I must be um, some sort of a neophyte that just never goes to technology to find news that maybe we should all care about. So we started looking into it and we found, we we found some really fascinating stories and somebody who is actually working to document all of them. We're going to introduce you to him in a second. But first, I want to just ask you, when you hear that transgender people have died because of hate, what do you envision? Okay? What I think they're trying to get you to envision is of some sort of right-wing Nazi racist uh, who is, you know, walking down the street, and they see... Some guy wearing a dress, let's go beat him up. And they beat him up and kill him, right? They're in a bar and they see some woman in a dress and they beat him up because you ain't going to be wearing a dress no more around here. That's what you think about, right? Some Neanderthal who is just going to go on a killing spree every time they see somebody who is transgender. Okay. So now let's talk to uh, Chad Felix Green. He's been on the program before. He's a twitchy contributor. He's also a writer. He has been writing a book studying uh, this very thing, transgender uh, murders or deaths, and been tracking them down. And he's found some interesting things. Welcome to the uh, program, Chad. Thank you, Glenn. Glad to be here. Thank you. So um, tell me, tell me what you're finding. Are you, I mean, are these 26 people last year where they beat up some by some Trump loving hick? Uh, no. Um, in fact, the last year in 2020, uh, 2023, 
so far this year, 2023, um, there's only been one possible uh, actual hate crime. Um, and, and that was a, a man who went on, uh, he wanted to go kill several people. Um, he met a, a transgender woman, um, on a dating app. And then after killing, um, killing her, he bragged to a friend that he had killed a trans person, um, and that he wanted to kill more people. So it's not being charged as a hate crime so far, but that would be probably the closest that we have. In fact, between 2015 and 2023, there have only been nine um, hate crimes where it's been charged as a hate crime. It's confirmed as a hate crime. It's, it's, a, it's a very real, someone was targeted because they were transgender. Okay, so can you, can you help me out? Because some of, some of them uh, that have been uh named uh, hate crimes or this is a you know hate crime against transgender in 2017 uh there were two men one trans woman they agreed to paid sex with a guy at his home tell me the story are you there chad um, well, oh yeah i'm right here uh so okay this, yeah the, so these two uh so these two trans women they agreed to meet this man uh and when they when when he got there, uh, they robbed him and he fought back, uh, shooting both. Uh, one was killed in 2017, um, and the other was um, paralyzed from the neck down. Uh, London Star and okay. she. Now hang on just a second. Hang on. First of all, so was the shooting because he got there and did he know that they were transgender and then he was surprised by it or it was it the robbery what what caused the shooting um as far as we know he was aware that they were transgender um he was simply meeting them for um paid sex okay all right so didn't have a problem with them apparently no no he uh his uh, and he was found he was he was found not guilty um uh, at a tri- at his trial for self defense huh okay so wait one died and then the other one was paralyzed but they're both counted as deaths because of hatred are they not correct the the paralyzed uh, the paralyzed uh, transgender woman um died from complications of hiv and diabetes in hospice. Well, they considered because she was shot at the event that they considered that to be the connecting and the HRC, the human, she was shot in 20. So wait, she was shot in 2017. She died in 2022. So I mean, it's, it's been a while since she was shot. Correct. And the HRC said, although the killer was recently found not guilty after arguing self-defense, HRC remains indignant that this horrific act of violence ended the lives of two beloved members of the LGBT community. Well, I mean, they may have been beloved with somebody, but certainly with people who like to obey the law, they were. I mean, it doesn't seem like they had there was anything to do with transgender the guy obviously liked transgendered people because he was going to have sex with them they planned and plotted to rob him before he came over right that was the whole thing correct 
This is so incre- this is incredible. This is like I, <laughs> he's not even. That's, that's crazy. You 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 commit a burglary and you get shot in the middle of a robbery, and then you don't die for five years. You die of HIV and diabetes, and they include this person in a in a proclamation about anti trans violence. When the guy basically booked an anti, uh, an actual trans person to come have sex with. That is the, that is the most incredible thing I've ever it heard is, in my life. <laughs> I mean, that's how desperate. That's uh. how desperate you really are to find any violence. And like you said, there's been since 2015, what, nine actual nine. hate crimes? Mm-hmm. Okay. One is too many. But how does that stack up against other hate crimes? Do you have any idea? Um, well, generally speaking, for the LGBT community, um, LGBT reports about zero one point zero one, so point zero one percent of the LGBT community report hate crimes annually, and that's been consistent since about two thousand ten. So about two thousand or so a year, and the majority of those are are uh, nonviolent. Um, in terms of transgender people, in ter- when, when we're talking about the hate crimes, there have been two hundred and eighty eight reports. Since 2015. So 3% of them have been hate crimes. Um, the majority of them, so about 32% have been domestic violence and 17% have been sex work. Um, but to your point of trying to find um, these individuals, um, one case in 2022 involved a transgender, uh, a, a biological woman who was pregnant, eight months pregnant, and identified as a man, and her fiance. <laughs> was a biological man who identified as a, as a woman and huh. he killed her and their un, you know, he killed her with and their unborn child and then killed himself that was listed as a hate fueled anti-transgender murder wait so it's one trans person <laughs> killing them another, another trans person and themselves and an unborn child which i i assume the left wouldn't care about at all um, but and they're calling that as part of the anti-trans violence epidemic. Correct. And, and another trans man was killed by his fiance, who was a gay man, um, who also killed himself in 2022. And he that is also considered an anti-trans crime. Um, how? How? This is how, unbelievable. How? This is like it, entire, th- these are crimes safe. of passion, or I mean, they're not hate crimes. Correct. Um, a father killed his autistic uh, daughter while she was in a in a violent fit and then killed himself in grief. But because she was transgender, uh, it's an anti-transgender crime. Oh police officers, there have been four in the last two years of police officers um, being attacked by trans men specifically who shot and killed them. Those are anti-transgender murders listed. The two people that were killed by the transgender Club Q shooter in the mass shooting are included as anti-transgender murders. And there are three car accidents, people that were (laughs) in a hit and run, but they were transgender. There's no there was no hate motivation whatsoever. They were just hit by a car and killed. This is I I mean, this is unbelievable. Believable. It is legitimately unbelievable. I expect the, the the media to to exaggerate these things, to take them out of context, but the details of these things are I are mean it's it's jaw dropping. 
And yeah. I do want to point it's, out one it's, important detail. Um, you mentioned in Joe Biden's speech, he said the majority of these are trans women of color, um, that black trans, trans women are disproportionately attacked. And black transgender women do make up the majority of murders. However, 92% of the known killers are black men. <laughs> and that's been consistent. No. Okay, now hang on just a second. So is that somebody who is, you know, uh, thinking they're going to get lucky and then they discover the guy's a dude and they fly off the handle or why are they murdered? Why, why are the black men murdering the black women? Well, this, this goes across the board from robbery to sex work to um, domestic violence. So they're already in a relationship with the person, um, gang violence, and, um, and then the very, the very rare actual hate crimes. Um, the perpetrators, however, are uh, when a black trans woman, woman is killed and we know who killed her, 92% of the time it's a black man. So when they tell us disproportionate number of victims are black women or women of color, it's creating the perception that black women are being targeted, but their killers are also black. And that's never mentioned. Mm. And that provides a completely different context to that story. So what is your conclusion to all of this? What, 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 what? My, my conclusion is, is that this is similar. Uh, this is similar to whenever we hear a, a hate crime hoax and the response is, yes, but it brought awareness to the real victims. This may not have been true, but this represented what could happen or what does happen all the time. You'll, you'll always hear from these organizations in every article, every mention, this is a small percentage. Most of them are unreported. We know that this is happening a lot more often. Transgender people are terrified and so forth. When you get to the details, you'll hear repeatedly, it doesn't matter if a transgender person was killed in a robbery. It was well, what matters is that a, trans person, a transgender person died. And the well, but, but, hey, but, hey, become, well, but wait, if it happens all the time, then why don't they have... I mean, we're talking 26 in a, in a country of 350 million. If it happens all the time, these 26, which how many out of the 26 this year were real? One? Uh, possibly one. Possibly one. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Elon Musk declared war on Disney, or maybe it was the other way around. That's usually the way it is these days, people declaring war on Elon Musk. But it was another scandal for Disney. Only now Disney has some somehow or another lost its ability to shed scandals with ease. Uh, Disney is just dying on the vine, and it couldn't happen to a better group of people. It really couldn't. Uh, I, I, I wish them to receive all of the things and the seeds that they have planted. Um, you know, they used to be, they used to be the, the company that would bring joy and magic and now it's black magic and, you know, just a, some corporate empire, uh, that, you know, will do anything for a buck. And now they believe that they are the guardians of culture and they're going to change our culture. Their latest example is Wish. It's a movie that um, suppose, supposedly is to serve as the celebration of the 100th year of Disney magic. 
it is hacky and uninspiring um, and really not worth your time. And everybody knows that nobody's going to see it. Um, we have uh, we have an inside look now at what is what is happening at Disney and can they ever bring it back? Film Threat, the founder and publisher of Film Threat, Chris Gore, is uh, with us now. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, doing great, Glenn. Thanks for having me on the show. So, first of all, tell people about Film Threat. So I'm not sure they know about it. Well, it's uh, uh, an independent film journal. We've been, uh, we were a magazine in the 80s and 90s. Now it's a website and a podcast, and um, we've remained, oddly enough, politically agnostic through all of these How times. How did you I do mean, that? I, well, first of all, I don't know why any uh, all the entertainment media outlets should actually be this, but um, yes. it's very bizarre. I mean, I feel obligated if a movie comes out and is an independent film. It's from one side of the aisle or the other. We will cover it, but that's not true for all of my colleagues um in the industry who cover who cover film it's unfortunate i mean you did matt walsh's what is a woman and it was actually objective and i didn't i just assumed that would never happen in today's world never yeah well i think it's an important documentary and i think it's worthy of coverage i don't know why it wasn't covered by by every media outlet i think it's it's an important conversation but you know we'll also cover documentaries about drag queens so um, sure we're, we're all over the place and i and i think that that's our obligation you know we we also you know we also reviewed candace owens documentary about blm uh, which did not get mm-hmm. a very favorable review so um but we look at everything and i we try to be objective and i you know i i would like to see more of that um chris i am the biggest Disney fan. I mean, I have the original prospectus hand colored by Walt Disney. I, I have been a fan since I was a kid. Uh, I have always been a champion for Disney. I have never seen a con- a company tube their credibility faster than the Disney Corporation. And I have gone from a fan to somebody can't wait to see them burn themselves out of existence. It, it's it's a remarkable thing that's happening with Disney. Well, it's, it is pretty crazy to watch in real time how they've taken one of yeah. the greatest brands, one of the greatest brands, um, a family brand. And I think it really has to do with getting away from their core values. When I talk about those values, I'm talking about the values of Walt Disney, Walt Disney, the man, right. the company. Walt Disney right. was a proud American who, who espoused family values through his art. And when you see where the company is now, it's become very corporate, um, filled with middle management bloat, micromanaging all of their artists. And as I like to say, I think corporate culture kills creativity. And that's where yeah. we're at. There's, there's more to this story. So- um, there's a lot more to this story, actually. You have uh, you have an article coming out where you've talked to many of the insiders who are giving you a real deep look into what what the culture is there. And there's one story about when everybody came back from work uh, after COVID, and they were having a meeting about which breakfast cereals 
uh, to put into the break room. And what happened? Well, it's a funny story. This was on a Zoom call. You were coming back from COVID and restocking the break room with cereals, which devolved into a conversation about privilege. And if you ate certain breakfast cereals when you were a kid, you were privileged. But if you ate generic breakfast cereals, you know, that that said something about your upbringing and status. There seems to be a bizarre obsession with um, with all of this nonsense, identity, um, uh, you know, privilege, and and the fact that a simple conversation about restocking the breakfast cereal in the break room devolved into that shows you how bad the rot is. It's at every level, and the key word that has come up. I'll just say this: this article we have coming up on the filmthreat.com website, which is being uh, written by my colleague Alan Ng. Um, it's we we're currently talking to about a dozen current and former employees of at Disney and also people who work in animation. We're calling the series of stories, the Disney files, but the stories we're hearing are fairly shocking. So, um, but also like, might not be like shocking for anyone that's been paying attention, not very shocking. Like what? Well, ultimately, uh, well, there's there's more specifics to it, but ultimately, all of the veteran talent has been driven from the company, starting with John Lasseter, and his departure is not as described in the media. There was much more to it. I believe uh, that certain people felt threatened by John Lasseter, probably because he was the most talented person at the company. Nearly every Pixar film was a home run. I mean, even the lesser mm-hmm. Pixar films, even the lesser Pixar films, when you look at what Disney's putting out today, um, they're amazing. So that, that's, that was the beginning of The Rock, was his departure. And that veteran, veteran talent has not been replaced by veteran talent. It's been replaced by, and I'm using words that are in the correspondences, a key word came up in every correspondence with every person, and that is activism. The <sighs> people that have been replaced, they've been replaced by activists. And it's at all levels. You can't necessarily blame upper management. The rot is from right. the bottom up. So somebody described to me, and they said, Glenn, Bob Iger, nobody else can, nobody can fix this now. Because they felt that Bob Iger was responsible for a lot of this, but um, they said they hired activists and allowed them at the bottom to uh, just infest the Disney culture, if you will. And then it just kept growing stronger and stronger. And now there's really nobody left to hand the company and say, okay, all you guys shut up, get out of here. You can't do it anymore. Do you believe that's true? Uh, I believe that is 100% true. 100%. And I, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's just a company culture that's been created. And those that don't agree with the direction of the company um, have to remain silent and are reprimanded even for espousing certain ideas. Um, the HR department at Disney appears to work in an oppressive manner creating a toxic work environment where if you we're talking about innocuous 
posts on Facebook from years ago and employees being dragged into HR into HR to have meetings at ungodly hours, you know, 6 a.m. or something to with an attorney sitting next to the HR person to discuss a social media post. There, there is a fall in line attitude, and if you don't fall in line, you're not welcome at Disney, which has led to. Go ahead. Sorry, which has led to many, which has led to many of these people leaving of their own accord. They're simply not welcome to think certain things and work for Disney. Well, you're not. I mean, I know creative people, and there's nothing that drives creative people more crazy i mean walt would lose people from time to time because his management style was keep them always guessing you know and it'll make them sharper the the animators hated that but walt was so good at what he did that you're either in disney or you're not now that's not the case you're no creative person is going to um uh want to go to work every day let alone be creative at work every day if you're constantly looking over your dei shoulder well that's 100 percent true um and on that note interestingly enough um you know lecturers come into disney often to help animators and discuss topics like the um how a giraffe runs what does it look like when it runs how do birds right. fly different types of birds they have brought in DEI lecturers to talk to all of the animators. And um, in our article, we're going to discuss uh, the person who's been coming in to speak at the, with the animators because um, not only was this DEI person saying that based on your identity, you are innately, you are racist based on the way you look. You are just a racist person. Um, this DEI uh, instructor, instructor lecturer went on to critique all of the Disney movies and why they're racist and why in particular a film called the princess and the frog was racist, which features a black princess. Oh my gosh. That was, that was to expose, to bring in African-Americans and to expose people to a different culture. That's what that whole movie was designed to do. Well, yes, absolutely. Uh, But this lecturer pointed out that because, the the princess in the film was turned into a frog and was remained a frog for most of the movie that that was racist and basically this lecture was telling the animators everything they're doing wrong which erupted into a huge argument uh with some of the animators who stood up but this is the problem this is the big problem is this is well known throughout the animation industry that Disney acts in this way. There are other companies, for example, Illumination, um, you know, distributed by Universal, their animated films. They've avoided any sort of political messaging. Um, they make movies that are entertaining, the Minions movies, the uh, Super Mario movie, which crossed the billion right. dollar mark. Um, they just, they're just making family entertainment, and they're well aware of that. Disney is the exception in this, where the messaging is a huge part of it. But this is well known in the industry, and it's it's a whis- it's become a whisper network, where animators that have felt so betrayed that Disney's the Walt Disney Company's legacy is you know is being is falling by the wayside, that they speak on private message groups between each other about everything that's going on. 
but here's the deal. If, if people at the Disney company don't speak out, there won't be a company left to save. It's, it's dire. When you look at the amount of money that they've lost this year, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. When you look at in, in the year 2019, Disney had seven movies that crossed the billion dollar mark. Uh, this year it's zero. It's unbelievable. So, it is the fastest. It's the fastest destruction of the greatest brand ever of the 20th, uh, uh, of the 20th century. And you're right. I'm not sure if it's going to make it. Chris, I'd, I've got to cut you short, but I, I apologize for that. I'd love to have you on when the story comes out uh, and spend some real time with you, because I think this is it's fascinating to see the price that they're paying. Um, Chris Gore, the name of the website is filmthreat.com, filmthreat.com. Na, 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 na.